We are back. Sorry for uh, my absence yesterday. We are beginning of Harashat Vaishlach. And if you just want to get an update on where we are in the story, Yaakov has just had his confrontation with Lavan. He succeeded in fending off Lavan, finally. He, they establish a covenant to separate themselves so that Yaakov cannot turn back and go to Haran ever. He kind of just cuts himself off from there. Um, he's, he's not going to pass that location in which they set up the, the stones. The line. And so that means Yaakov has no choice but to go to Israel. Now on his way to Israel, obviously, well, he's going to have to confront an old friend. And that is his brother Esav. His brother Esav seems to dwell on the east of the Jordan River, somewhere along the, the, the border, the, on the eastern half of the, of the Jordan River, where we know Seir is. It, I, it seems, from later on in Jewish history, it seems like it's, I, if I'm not mistaken, it's, it's further south, closer to the Dead Sea area, mm-hmm. but on the east side. I think, I think you could look it up online, where is Seir. Okay. Pasuk Dalet, Perek Lamed. Oh, and then, and then uh, right before this passage, Yaakov, he goes to a place where he sees, Malache Elohim. The angels come and say, they, they come to Yaakov. And Yaakov said, wow. And he said, what did he say to this? He said, Yaakov saw, said when he saw these angels, This is the camp of God. And he called the place, meaning, two camps. Seemingly, again, as we said last week, because of this was the second time the, the angels are approaching him. Yes. Okay. Now, as a follow-up to his, the angels appearing to Yaakov, mm-hmm. He sends messengers, but it's also, the word is angels. So when he sends messengers before him to Esav's brother, I think Rashi says that they are, that they are angels, actually. I was studying it last yeah. night. Here, let me, let me find. Malachim Amash. Yeah, Rashi says they are actual angels. Now, why does he say that? Could it be, could it be that he's saying that they are actual angels because, of, because it is right Israel. after the previous Pasuk? This is in Israel. Yes, it's continuation. It's conti- the previous Pasuk said that he saw angels. Yes. Also, so now he, he sends angels. From once he's entering Israel. Okay, okay. So he sends. So as he's entering Israel, he's he's confronting those same. The the change, the one that they were before. Right, right. Okay. So he sends messengers before him to his brother Esav, to the land of Seir, to the field of Edom. So uh, if you if you want to notice something funny about this pasuk, there are three words here. That identify Esav. Seir, which we know he's, Esav was a hairy he's, man, but his land is called Seir. Yes. Sedeh, because we know he was an Ish Sadeh. And then Edom, <laughs> because we know he was red. So all of the descriptions. In one, in one sentence. Yeah. Seir, Sedeh, Edom are all in the description of where he lives. They also, they also go together very well. Yeah. Yeah. 
So he commands these messengers saying, So shall you say to my master Esav, So has said your servant Yaakov, With Lavan I have dwelt, and now I have been delayed until now. And to me I have uh, oxen and and, uh, and, and, donkeys, and donkeys, flocks, flocks sheep, servants, and maidservants. And I have sent these messengers to tell my master to find favor in your eyes. What an eloquent language. Yeah. Okay. So the messengers, they go and they come back to Yaakov and they say, We have come to your brother Esav. And he is also coming in your direction, but he has 400 men with him. <laughs> so, so again, he sends the messengers to, to go to and, and say to Esav, and appease Esav, and then they go, and the messengers don't report on any dialogue Just that they had. All, all, it could be that the messengers went... And they wanted to go and approach Esav and, and speak to him. But then they see there are 400 men, so they got scared and they just... So to your opinion, they didn't, they didn't even talk to him? I mean, well, the way that they, the they, way didn't, that... they didn't report, at least what the Pasukim are telling us, they didn't report of any dialogue, on any dialogue. And... and so they kept running back... Yaakov the... asked them to, to, uh, to tell Esav something and they didn't say that they told him. They just said... We've seen him and he has 400 men with him. It seems like the messengers went. And came back they right saw away. the 400 men from, let's say, a, a little bit of a distance. And they got scared and they came back. Uh. So now, obviously, Pasukhet, Vayira Yaakov me'od vayetzerlo. Yaakov becomes very scared and it bothers him greatly. And he split the camp that he had. He split up the camp and all of the animals into two camps. So his first strategy is, if Esav comes and strikes one of the camps, the other camp will be able to flee. So that is uh, uh, device number one in Yaakov's repertoire for, for saving whatever he can, for salvaging whatever he can. He's, it seems like he separated the camps at a good enough distance that, that one of them would have gone unnoticed. Because Esav doesn't know how many people Yaakov is coming no with, right? He just knows about Yaakov. So if he only sees one, he, he Esav is not, yeah, he, he may think that's it, and then he won't attack the second one, he won't chase after a second one. So Yaakov said, the God of my father Abraham Please. and the God of my father Yitzchak, Adonai, he uses the word Adonai, Ha'omer Eli, who has said to me, Shuv who told me to return to my land and that I will do good with you. I've been unworthy of all of the goodness and all of the truth that you have done. Uh, with your servant, because whenever I left originally, I had only left with a staff. But now, there are two camps. Meaning now, you've given me so much abundance, that albeit for a sad reason, but I have so many people that I could split them into two camps. Please save me from my brother, from Esav. Because I fear him, lest he, come and, lest he comes and strikes me from the mother to the children. 
And you, God, have said, I will do great goodness with you. And I will make your descendants like the sand of the sea that cannot be counted from how abundant they are. And that is Yaakov's tefillah. Uh, what's interesting about, what is striking about this tefillah that Yaakov says? That he's, first of all, he's, a, he's, he's so, appeasing Hashem, but on the other hand, I think he's insecure. Yeah, he's definitely insecure. Yeah. But what, what is, um, have we ever seen a tefillah like this in the Torah? Have we seen no. tefillah in the Torah so no. far? So maybe we're learning here. So I'll give, you, I'll give you two examples of tefillah that we've seen in the Torah, and tell me the difference between them. The first example was when Abraham goes to Abimelech, and Abimelech, this is the second time, not, not Paro, but Abimelech, he goes to Abimelech in Gerar, and Abimelech takes Sarah, and they, he gets, he gets uh, God comes to him in a dream, and he tells him, I'm going to, I'm going to kill you. And you have to ask you. Abraham to pray for you, yes, so exactly. that I will And then God says you. to Abimelech, uh, Now, Return the wife of the man because he's a Navi. And he will pray for you and you may live. So that was a tefillah. But then... Yeah, Hashem asked for a prayer. But then it says, And Abraham prayed for Abimelech and he got better. Now, what does it not say in that, when, when we spoke about Abraham? He didn't pray for himself. It, it, no, it does not say the content of the tefillah. Oh, right. It just says, yes, says that Abraham prayed. prayed. Correct. And now one more, one more tefillah. When Rivka and Yitzchak were trying to have kids. Pasuk says, Vayetar Yitzchak ladunai lenochach ishto. Which one on his, on his, uh, on his... Right, that, that Yitzchak prayed for Rivka, for Rivka for a child, ki akarahi, because she was barren. But once again, it does not tell us what Yitzchak said. So this is the first tefillah in the that Torah we how, that we see the exact that words oh. that the forefather is speaking to Boreola. So from here we can learn how Maybe. to do tefillah. Let's see. Um, so he starts off the tefillah. Let's just analyze a little bit more closely. He starts off the tefillah with God of my father Abraham, God of my father Yitzchak, the God who has said to me, return to the land and to your birthplace and I will do good to you. Meaning, remember... Yaakov is only going to Israel because Hashem told him, Hashem told him to go. That's Hashem it. told him to leave Lavan. Yes, so yes. now Yaakov is saying, Esav is coming at me with an entire you army. Told me, you, you, you told you me. You ordered me. You told me to go back to Israel. I, you know, there's a certain expectation there. But then Yaakov, he turns it around. He doesn't go into the expectation mode and demanding mode. He says, Absolutely. you've done, I haven't been worthy of all of the goodness that you've done. Katonti mikola chasadim mikola emet. I haven't been worthy of all of the goodness and the truth that you've done for me. Because I have passed with my, my staff originally and now I have so many camps. Uh, what's also interesting... Um, he's reminding Hashem that when I left, he remembered that when he left this space, this place, he had nothing. And now yeah. on his way back, he's... So he's not, he's not coming at... Meaning, whenever we pray to Borei Olam, we can ask for things. But if we ask for things while at the same time forgetting how much Borei Olam has given us, has given us, that's a problem. But what does Yaakov? Yaakov does not fall for that. He says, Borei Olam, I'm asking for you, for you this, but I have to say how grateful I am for everything you've already given me. Wow. It's a very important lesson in tefillah. Because part of tefillah is to get us to become more self-aware. Oh. Now if we, by praying to Borei Olam, we become less grateful for all of the good, then why would God answer our tefillot? Yes. Why would God give us any more? 
You know, we only become deserving of more when we realize all of the bounty that Borei has already given us. So we should always first thank Hashem for where Right, so the, what are. I'm seeing in the tefillah here is... And then is, after ask, you know, yeah. not to diminish what I have or to possibly add. Right, right. First appreciate everything Borei has given you, to have some self-awareness, and then uh, you can go and ask for something. Now, what were the words... Um, Hold on. Oh no, it's different. Okay, never mind. Um, next. So, and then he says, Save me from my brother from Esav, yes. because I fear him, lest he come and strike me uh, until the children. So another thing that he's doing is, lest he come and strike me, em al-banim, yes. and he strikes my children. So Yaakov is drawing the attention to the children, because they are going to be, at least in Yaakov's yeah. mind, the they are going to be the future Israel. of Israel. <laughs> yes. And they, so he says, you have said that I'll do good to you and I'll make your descendants like the, the sand of the sea that can't be counted. See, Yaakov is, um, he, he's employing the bracha. Remember we said, how do you know when, when we're speaking of the bracha of Abraham? What are the two elements that are always contained in the bracha of Abraham? So the two, the two elements that we see every time the bracha of Abraham is being transferred to the next forefather is the huh? descendants yes. and the land. Yes. The descendants and the land. Zera v'aretz. Okay? So Yaakov is saying, if I am... So, so let's look at what Yaakov is doing. He starts off his tefillah by saying, you are the God of my father Abraham and the God of Yitzchak. Meaning, yes. saying, I am descendants of them and I'm following in their path. <laughs> but as part of that... That means that my descendants are going to get the blessing that you promised them. Correct. That they will be... It's a continuation. The continuation. But because I'm a continuation of Abraham yes. Yitzchak. Yes. Therefore, I'm scared that Esav is going to destroy my, my descendants, so, and, and which obviously would not line up with the bracha that you've promised me as a descendant of Abraham Yitzchak. So Yaakov's tefillah is very, very he's, well crafted. Esav is going to be endangering the, the bloodline. Yeah, bloodline. he's going to be the blood, And then Yaakov, he, he recognizes that his being descendant of Abraham and Yitzchak to show the consequences of that danger, that, ya- that Esau could be cutting off the line of Abraham and Yitzchak. Okay. So he brought also his father and grandfather. He brought, he brought it in, yeah. Does that, is that uh, tell us how we should pray? Yes, because the, the zikhut of them, the zikhut of our avot, we... Yeah. So we're taking <laughs> a lot of lessons into Tefillah. It not, might be, it's not our zikhut, hopefully. Right. And that night he sleeps in that area and he takes from whatever he could think of, he, he, he took a gift to his brother Esav. I want to translate this more precisely. And he took of that which he had with him. Okay. He took from that which he had with him a gift to Esav, his brother. Izim, now it's going to give us the numbers. Izim matayim, utiyashim esrim, rechelim matayim, ve'elim esrim, gibalim menikot, uvnehem shiloshim, parot arba'im, ufarim asara, atonot esrim, va'ayarim asara. I think it was a total of like 500 plus animals. It's incredible. It's like a, yeah. <laughs> a, whole, a whole city. 200 goats, 20... He, uh, 20 he goats. 200 ewes, 20 rams... 30 camels. Camels, apparently, I read, were the most valuable. 30 camels and their colts. Yeah. 
40 cows and 10 bulls. Wow. 20 wow. she donkeys. <laughs> and 10 foals. Where did he get all of this from? And how do you keep them? The monkeys, yeah, yeah, yeah. these, all that. So you, had, so you, have, yeah, you have servants. You have servants. And he's a good shepherd. He knows. Wow, wow, wow. I didn't know the shepherds were taking care also of monkeys. And he might, uh, Where are thing. monkeys? He says here. She, oh, no. So, sorry. She donkeys and he donkeys. Yes. No, these are all... Yeah, none of these are... are that would be ironic. If you, had, if you had all these things and monkeys also. Okay. So he did not have monkeys. No, 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 no. Okay. So he gives his servants. You ask how he possibly could have maintained all of them. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of servants. Yeah, okay. So he gives in the hands of his servants. Charge. Each one a drove. A drove of these animals. Yes. Let's say there are 500 plus that he's giving. He gives, it, he gives each one 50, let's say. Okay? He splits them. And, you should, and he tells them, put a space between each of you. Each of you. Right. So it's, like, it's becoming like a Macy's parade, you know, like a procession. It shows more. Yeah, Thanksgiving <laughs> Day parade. And he says to the first one in line, when Esav approaches you and he asks you, who do you belong, to whom do you belong, and where are you headed, and to whom are you bringing all of these gifts, you should say, these belong to, my, to your servant, servant. Yaakov. Yes. This is a gift that is being sent to my master, Esav. And by the way, Yaakov is coming behind us. He advised that he's on right. And he commanded also the second one, also the third one, also, all of they... Ten times. Who went... Practically. Yeah. Approximately ten times. After the Adarim saying, like this, you should say to Esav when you find him. So, imagine from Esav's perspective, there are ten different servants, let's say, each coming with a gift of fifty. Same, and and same each master, one... So, master. by the time I see Yaakov, I've heard Avdecha Yaakov, your servant Yaakov. I've heard these respectful overtures. I've heard them ten times already. Yes, and so Esav is, a, Yaakov is setting Esav to be bombarded yes, with kindness and, and gifts. Also, and grounded. He's yeah. became very. Yeah, now he's becoming grand. And, <laughs> right, exactly. Now, when Esav is coming with four hundred men, and Yaakov is giving five hundred animals. It's more than the men. It's more than the men. It's a big <laughs> it's deal. <laughs> it's a lot. Okay. Pasuk 21. Let's translate that very carefully. And you should say, by the way, Yaakov, your servant, is behind us. For he had said, I will appease him with the present that goes before me. And afterwards, I will see his face. Hopefully, he will forgive me and accept me. Uh, so, the, what's the key word in that pasuk? Forgive me. Fa, no, fanav, face. Oh, 
Oh, yeah, yeah. He's gonna, okay. He says, So your servant Yaakov is behind us because Yaakov, your servant, has said, Let me appease his face so with the gift up. that is going before him, so and then I will see his face so that maybe he can forgive my face. So when the, uh, the eyes are going to con contact each other, hopefully he's going to be. So what we're going to see the word, the face that we see here, this is going to be a theme in our parasha. Keep an eye out in this week's parasha for the word face. Okay. Um, it, it's also another thing, it, it, one, you should keep an eye out for words that remind you of anything that happened previously in Yaakov's life. Mainly whenever he yes, took the correct. blessings. Yes. So when he took the blessings, keep an eye out for the word face, panai, we're going to see this. Um, uh, the word Elohim yes, is going to be an important word in this week's parasha. These are all words. It's a very cryptic parasha. We're, we're doing the easy part right now. But there are a lot of puzzling events that happen in our parasha. A lot of these key words are going to be Connected. essential to understanding what's really going on and what the, the real themes are in, this, in, in the parasha. Okay. Pasuk 22. And the gifts go in front of him. And that night he is sleeping in the camp. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, now comes the... Okay, so let, let's do one more pasuk. Okay, I'm going to stop at this pasuk. At the, the night before is approaching Esav. Yes. He's, clearly he's up in the middle of the night. Yes. He takes his family. He's yeah, he's scared. Really it's very hard to sleep. He's not going to sleep that night, obviously. He takes his family and he helps them. They're, they're moving somewhere. Hard to say where they're moving. But they're moving somewhere and he helps his family cross a, a river or a stream. Now, as he's in the process of helping his family cross a stream, at some point he's left alone. He's left by himself. And when he's left by himself at this point, the obviously we're going to have the famous uh, struggle encounter, encounter with, an angel. with something, yeah, which we don't know, but we're going to do that tomorrow. Hashem, let's stop here because it's a very good stopping point. Uh, now, so tomorrow we begin with Yaakov being alone. Yes. Now think about it. Put yourself in Yaakov's shoes. He's all alone. His family's on the other side of the reef. Probably can't even hear them. Pitch black. And scared. Scared. And all he's thinking about is Esav. That he may, tomorrow may be his last day. So it's very scary, and that's what we'll discuss tomorrow. Amen. 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 Amen.